Wow, life in the big city. Ain't nothing like it. Looks like rain. Has anyone seen my hats? Such a sweet, sweet you know, so people say that all the time. Like, guy can take a shoot to the face better than anybody I know. <laughs> I mean, when you put it on that jack, like, I'm just a sweet, sweet man. I'm just a sweet man. I'm just a sweet I am Darren Jenkins. And I'm Chris Saunders. And on today's show, we are doing Free Guy, the 2021 film directed by Sean Levy, uh, music by Christoph Beck, with uh, Ryan Reynolds, Jody Comer, Lil Rel Howery, Yukarsh M. Bukar. Um, Joe Keery and Taika Watiki of Marvel fame in the, as the cast. Um, budget for this movie is between 100 and $125 million with a box office of 331.5. Um, in the extremely popular video game Free City, an NPC named Guy learns that the true nature of his existence when he meets the girl of his dreams, a human player. Huh. Um, is this is this our second Sean Levy film in a row? Is it? Who, who was the internship? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Holy smokes! I totally didn't realize that. Uh, All right. Yeah. Well, guess we. So I think one of the key things we have to talk about here is a. Uh, this movie was in production with Fox Entertainment yep. as Disney was buying Fox Entertainment. So they continued production. And I'm guessing this film looks a lot different before that transaction versus after. Cause yeah, because you could have all these of... Easter eggs and stuff. Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. But um, So Sean Levy... Apparently, originally read the, read the script in 2016 and passed on it. Yeah, but Brian Reynolds persuaded him to to do the film. I don't know who, why was Brian Reynolds so into this uh, this screenplay. Well, he obviously saw something that nobody else saw, I guess. Well, you mentioned the box office, which is uh, almost tripling the budget. Yeah, I think this is one of the few films during the pandemic that actually made money. Yeah, so much that Disney has um, ordered a, a sequel. I don't know if it's official yet, but yeah, I think they want to. Um, um, but IMDb, IMDb ratings give it 7.1. We got Rotten Tomatoes critics giving it 80%. Audience giving it 94%. I don't know about you, but when I first heard about this movie, before I saw it, I seriously, it was like, oh, this is, oh, come on, I'm not going to see this stupid ass movie. Well, you know, we we had a, that movie, uh, what player? Ready Player Ready One. Player One, that was kind of similar. Um, this one's more from the the what non-player? What's it called? NP non-player character. Yeah, from that perspective. Um, so I guess it's different in a way. Yeah. Um, I, I, for me, it's like 
Ryan Reynolds, right? You get classic Ryan Ryan Reynolds in this film. Mm. And it's always like this quick talking, quippy kind of character, which can get exhausting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say he's not as heavy with it in this film, like as say a, a Deadpool, but um, you know that, that that that's that's more of a reason why I'd be like oh, I can wait to see this on streaming rather than going to the theater to watch it. Well, apparently the character was supposed to be a little bit more negative and cynical and stuff, and he decided to kind of take it in a different direction. So he's like, this is kind of a, a character's new for him, um, being more like a innocent and naive. It's not necessarily a Ryan Reynolds product but he he made it work uh, i mean <laughs> i would argue that deadpool is not naive but like looks on the bright side <laughs> mm. he just kills everybody um i'll tell you what i did notice while looking at this uh movie this was a, a nominated for 29 awards uh mostly for visual effects and best comedy and, and best sci-fi movie it won five, um, but I think most notably, uh, the Woman Film Critics Circle Awards gave it the Hall of Shame. Oh, really? And I'm, I'm not going to click into the, the thing again, but like I think it was something along the lines of like having a strong female lead and then just like having her fade away towards like the key point in the film. And then apparently the Chinese American Film Festival uh, awarded it the most popular U.S. film in China. Huh. I don't know if that's an award. That's based on sales, right? <laughs> most popular American film. Okay. I found that interesting. Yeah. All right. I, I didn't know they allowed American films in China. Yeah, there's that. Okay. Well. Um, but yeah, anyway, talking about Ryan Reynolds, you know, just right off the bat, like when he's, he goes to his favorite coffee shop and he's just like, it's like losing my virginity, but in my mouth, like stuff like that. Like that's peppered throughout the whole fucking movie. You get that in any Ryan Reynolds film, Van Wilder, you know, it's just. Did you uh, get a chance to check out any of the um, extras for this? Um, they, there's like a, like a, an extra for him doing all these different takes on that scene. No, no. I, well, apparently like, why could they this was on Screen Rant or something. Said that what Taika Waititi's outtakes could have been a film unto itself. Yeah, that it was. There were a lot. I didn't check it out though. I'm sure because this is like Improv City, right? Not yeah. Funny City, Improv, Improv City. Uh, no, so I didn't catch those, but uh, I assume that was entertaining. Yeah, they were entertaining. It was uh, uh it was one. Uh, I think he said something like, uh, "So the one that they kept in the movie is actually." part of one of his outtakes it looks like what they did was they kept one piece of it like the one was like oh it's so hot and then the second piece of it they they uh swapped in something totally different which was uh whatever he said i mean i'm sure they had plenty of fucking content to work with um so generally speaking right i mean we kind of alluded to this but like this film is essentially a very popular video game in the real world. And then what we're looking at from a non-player character perspective, which is Guy, um, which is Ryan Reynolds' character. Um, very much Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. It was my immediate reaction. That's what they and said. I found trivia saying 
We have the fictional free city is based on Liberty City from Grand Theft Auto 3 and 4. And Fortnite. Which was in turn inspired by real life. Yeah, I mean, you see a lot of things like, you know, the, well, you know, obviously the first player things and killing people and then like the dances and moves after you kill somebody, the celebrations from Fortnite. Um, and then they pulled in a lot of different video game. I guess you would call them Easter eggs and threw them in there too, like weapons and yeah. I, I have a list of them somewhere. But yeah, I mean, I, I want to point out, like, yeah, this I think this this idea is relatively original, right? We mm. already talked about Ready Player One. To me, it's kind of like the Truman Show meets the Matrix slash uh, Inception. So, like, you have <laughs> I things that have been done, but like piece together this way to make it a little more original so in that in that sense i did enjoy it yeah i guess I, I, i'd agree there seems like there's like a little bit of sprinkling across all those movies in this in, in this and uh kind of like this this character that we're you know fascinated by and watching watching him become this like self-aware entity within the computer so uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later too as well but not, and not to mention like other film and tv music and video game easter eggs that are in this yeah uh, and influences like millie's character in the game is clearly a playoff of tomb raider yeah lara croft um so i don't know I, you can you can tell you can tell i'm on the border i'm, I'm on the fence here of whether i like this movie or not are you a game like this like like I'm not a gamer. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm like I, I don't know because as I was while I was like reading up on this, um, well, I mean, first of all, um, Sean Levy turned this turned this movie down originally, and part of it because he thought someone who was more into games would have been a better choice for the film. Um, after watching it. I think one, he I think he did a great job with it, not being a gamer, but um, I don't know. I don't think I think this was a good movie. I think this movie was kind of like Ready Player One in that even if you didn't play the games, you still kind of enjoyed this movie. Like, but um, but you do miss out on some references. Yeah, I some of the references I found were because I looked them up. Yeah, like they're in the trivia. Um, I wouldn't even noticed. Honestly, if I didn't read it, I wouldn't have noticed like Mega Man's Mega Blaster. Yeah, me, me. I played that game growing up, but like I, I wouldn't have noticed. So, and then I, I wasn't. I was. I was. I was too late in the game for Halo and stuff. So, right, the tanks, the tanks that are in there yeah. and, and Fortnite. I don't play right. So, yeah, this is definitely for not just gamers, but like younger gamers as well and youtubers too because there are a few different and tiktokers because they're few of the personalities that they use during the the actual move, movie or actual in gaming influencers like real like people who actually do this every day for a living yeah yeah i read that i mean i feel like they also i don't know if it's commendable or, <laughs> or if it's a missed opportunity mm. that they had a, a bunch of cameos but like you would never notice. Yeah. Like uh, in the early scenes, the guy that gives 
Millie her something or other. I don't know. I can't remember what, what he gives her. It's oh, the map. But the map. Yeah. But he's masked. Yeah. And I could I, I didn't recognize his voice. And then one of the bank robbers, also masked, is the Rock. Oh, I didn't know that. And and you you, you can you can tell you can actually know. I read that first, and then I was watching, and I noticed his voice. I don't think I noticed that the first time I watched this film. So. So they had these huge Tina Fey's in this movie. Yeah. Oh, the vacuuming mother. Oh, my God. The vacuuming in the background mother. of that. Oh, my God. Yeah. And John Krasinski. What? Silhouetted gamer confessing to killing NPCs out of boredom. Like, what? You have these huge names that you didn't show. They just, the just happened to be in there, you know, kind of. Yeah. And then you have, well, are we there yet? Are we? Yeah. Then we have, like, no, we're not there yet. We'll talk about this when we get to it. Um, But yeah, and then um, you kind of alluded to it already, which is this non-player character NPC gaining essentially awareness, like the AI, right? right? And this is like a very relevant conversation, right? Yeah, it's very, yeah. (laughs) But it's not the scary AI. It's not the ones that this is the one that like take over. Yeah, you want this to happen. Right, because who wouldn't want their own like sentient being that they can interact with and you know become friends with? You know. Well, I don't know if I need that. I have real friends, but um, but like but like the whole thing like it gets kind of scary because he falls in love with. Well, he doesn't know he's a computer. He's a, a program, right. but he falls in love with Millie. But then it gets less scary because then at the end he's like, "But someone programmed me to feel this way, so I'm like a love letter to you." Then it's like, okay, okay. He's not going to try and, like, build himself a body and kidnap her. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, this movie actually could anyway. have gone a, a real dark way if they really wanted it to, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I guess it, I guess that's been done so many times. They're like, no, let's just <laughs> yeah, let's keep it, let's keep it light. And, like, also, to that point, it also deals with somehow this action comedy sci-fi movie kind of deals with existential philosophical questions that people ask all the time. Like, you know, the question is asked, like, what if we're not real? And now that's the NPC asking another NPC that question. But like, that's a philosophy question, right? Maybe life isn't real. Right. So it does deal with that stuff. Um, um, And, and the guy, what's his friend's answer, uh, his friend's name, buddy, black guy, buddy, buddy guy. Um, He says it doesn't matter. Right. right, I think that's a great, great answer. It was a great um, answer. It was a fantastic answer. Right? Well, but like even for us, like we're fucking. This is happening. We're doing it. Who cares if it's real right. or not? Right. right. Um, and then it kind of again kind of pertains to the Matrix. Um, the first Matrix movie, even like when they're talking about everyone being in these little pods and like living virtual lives, and uh, Morpheus is like, "What is real? Like, right. isn't is aren't your senses just like?" electrical messages going through your synapses, right? Like, so uh, that's a different kind of conversation, but like in the same way, you know, what is real, right? Right. Well, Star Trek had an episode where, well, I I think they've probably done it more than once, but the most, the one that sticks in my head from TNG where um, Professor Moriarty becomes Mm -hmm. this sentient being and, you know, the whole thing is about like, you know, keeping him alive in in the in the computer, so you know he can continue living, and uh, 
you know, it it does, you know, it, movies movies like this and shows like that kind of allow us to kind of exercise these um, philosophical muscles every now and then. Um, you, you just went, you just went deep in your bag for that nerd. Bow right there. Bow. <laughs> um, and we've been talking about this whole thing from you know guys' perspective, like they they bounce back and forth between this game and the quote unquote real world, and you have Millie and Keys, mm-hmm. uh, with the programmer, original programmers of like the underlying game, uh, and they're like struggle to like. Uh, I don't know, unveil uh, the, the guy that essentially stole their code and, and used it for this new game. And like, you know, there's a lawsuit going on and all this stuff. And so that's, that's kind of like her, Millie, jumping between that and jumping into the game and trying to find answers. And, um, I mean, so what do you, what do you think about uh, Jodie Comer in this, as Millie in this movie? I liked her. Um, to be honest, I, I know she's been in what Killing Eve. I never seen her before this movie. To be honest, I never really. I thought she was good. It was. I mean, I can see where people are trying to say, "Well, strong character," and then she gets weaker as, as. But I mean, that's come on. I mean, she can't. What is like? What did they expect her to be? A cold, cold-hearted person and just not care at all the whole movie. She's got to care. That that's what makes it makes the movie. That's what you know gives us the starts to build on the, the risk reward portions of the movie. Well, I, I don't I don't know if it's like I, I, don't, I actually don't know what the criticism was exactly. I don't know if it was because like in the end when we have like the final fight mm. and the final struggle, she's just not in the movie, anymore, right? Right. Um. Well, they have to fight for themselves, Talking. I think, you know. So. Yeah, I, well, the thing is, like, it's called Free Guy, so I guess, you know, that's the main character. Right. That's who we're focusing on. Like, as strong of a character as she was, you know, one of the best gamers and, like, kicking ass and taking names. Right. You know, it's not called Millie or what was her character's name? Millie. Molotov girl. Molotov. That was dope. That's a pretty good. She apparently was Ray's mother in Star Wars Episode Nine. Oh, really? That's what it says on IMDb. I don't remember that shit. Hmm. And she was in The Last Duel, which I did not watch. Oh, I saw. Oh, that's where I know her from. Okay. Yeah, I saw that. But she she looked so different. So So something tells me she'll be back because 300 million pretty much says you'll be back. No, I mean, I think she was she was good in this film. I have no complaints, to be honest. Um, and and for what this film is, right? It's not this major drama, right? So. Right. <laughs> yeah, I thought she did good. Um, what'd you think of? Um, what'd you think of? Uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 Joe Keery. Oh, oh, I can't get past the hair, bro. Uh, Stranger Things, it's just such a distraction. And like Taika Waititi refers to it in the fucking movie. Yeah. 
Uh, he's fine. I don't think, uh, I think there's probably plenty of other actors that could have done the same thing. Mm. Um, it's fine. Now, Taika Watini, on the other hand, oh God. What'd you think of him? It's probably the most unlikable character in cinematic history. <laughs> he was just so, um, so, so in one of the extras, they were talking about him and I, I want to, I'm going to tell you what they said. You tell me what you think about this. They compared him and actually told, said they were, he's funnier than Robin Williams and um, oh, what's, what's the dude's name? I can't remember. Anyway, just to say Robin Williams. I was like, Wait, what? Now, what? <laughs> well, in, in what capacity? Were they just saying, like, on set? Like, he's just, like, telling jokes all the time? He's funny? Or are they talking about... They're talking on about... On screen. On screen. His performances. Oh. Uh, mm, uh, well, I, one, I would say I don't think I have enough subject matter to make that determination. Yeah, there's that. But from what I do have... Uh, I mean, I fucking love him, Thor Ragnarok. Um, this not as much, and like honestly, like I don't know, I, I couldn't even tell you another film where he's like acted in um, and been like a major role like this. So yeah, that's why that's I was like, one. where did they get this from? Like I don't know. I mean, maybe behind the scenes, and we're not there, so we can't really judge him on what happens during the set production, you know? And who knows? Yeah, maybe I, he is. I don't know. Oh, wow. He has 47 acting roles? That's surprising. Really? I mean, going back to 99, bro. Okay. Anything major here? I'm trying to see if I missed something. Like, Thor Ragnarok is here. Love him in that. Endgame. Year of the Rabbit. Like Jojo Rabbit. Oh. <laughs> he was Adolf Hitler and Jojo Rabbit. Well, I haven't seen that. Uh, I don't think there's enough here. Oh, wow. What's, there's a short called Deadpool's Maximum Reactions, Corey and Deadpool. Mm. Oh, he's, he, oh, he plays Ratcatcher in suicide, the Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah, that's right. But, but, like, none of these things are, like, are, like, a light bulb for me. Yeah. He's not done so, anything kind of, like... Mrs. Dalfire or something like that just yet. No. That's a questionable comment based on what I'm looking at, but hey, man. I think they were just really excited about because he, I mean, his outtakes were funny. His outtakes were funny. Um, but I, I just, I don't know. That seems like a very strong comment to me. No disrespect yeah. to him. Now, uh, Lil Rel Howery, on the other hand, <laughs> he's, he's, you know, he, he's funny. He's good. He has some, like, quotable lines. Does he not remind you of uh, Kevin Hart in some of his delivery? Uh, well, okay, so here's, maybe that's a question, right? Should Kevin Hart have been in this movie instead of him? Because I, I, well, I, I think you could. I think that's. I think that's an easy one, just because Kevin Hart just takes over the film, right? 
Whereas, you know, this is a lesser known name. You know, he, he can be the sidekick. Um, I mean, to me, that's a no. But as far as like their delivery, I feel like there's similarities there. Yeah, probably some similarities. He was good. Um, he was he was better yeah, than I expected, to be honest. <laughs> what was? No, I'll wait till we get to our quotes. <laughs> um, and I was actually well. I do have to say first of all, hmm. what I will mark as a negative for this film is it's too long. It's what? It's too long. You think this moment was too long? It just, just, it just felt too long. It felt like they could have gotten to certain points a lot faster. It's, it's not, I'm not saying it's, it's like a three-hour movie. Um, it was. It's, 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 it's almost two hours. Yeah. But I feel like they just they didn't need 15 to 20 minutes, maybe even 25 minutes of this film. So that was one thing I felt like myself being like, okay, 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 next. You know. So um, that being said, I was like throughout this long film, I consider it a long film for what it is. I was just sitting there like, oh man, there's no, there's no part of this film for one of our segments, and then finally it it hit me. So hold up, <laughs> when did this film movie turn into a fairy tale where a, a kiss breaks the spell? Oh, uh... I, and 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 kudos to them for having to work in the opposite direction, like not the prince saving the princess, but vice versa. Well, it made sense, right? Because yeah. it. Oh, because Disney bought it. <laughs> no, because the whole premise is that, like him, him being in the bank and him thinking about having a you know this girl, this fantasy girl, and then she he finally sees her and it kind of awakens this thing in him. It makes sense that the kiss would be the thing that would bring him back once he lost his memory. I, I don't think it should have been the kiss. It kind of just made it cheesy for me. I feel like it should have been the struggle for her to get to him. Like she fights through a hundred people and finally gets to him. And then he just sees her because that's how it happened the first time. He just saw her. He didn't kiss her. Mm. And then like, and then that's how it happens. So I feel like it should have been the bubblegum ice cream. I mean, that would have worked too, but I just feel like we were cheated of an awesome fight scene with her, you know, Hmm. Um, which leads to a question. How did she kiss him in the game? Well, she even says that. I mean, he says to her, there's no button for that. And he's like, oh, he, he found the button. Yeah, but that's just a throwaway line to not explain what happened. <laughs> no, but no, he said that after he kissed her. That makes more sense. Right. He kissed her the first time. Right. They're just, they're both, right? They're both digital, you know, you know versions of whatever but when she kissed him there's no button for that yeah i don't know so so that was she's the programmer maybe she was able to do it programming then you know i I didn't see her typing way with some shit bullshit um all right well i'm gonna mark that under not answered uh uh there was one part where i was like oof, you know the scene where like guy is giving like the the rallying cry to all the other npcs and he's like going through different do you have bank robberies in the real world do you have it and he's like uh do you have 
gun violence. She's like, yes. And she's like, oh, actually, yeah, yeah, that happens pretty frequently. I was like, oh, that was a that was a, that was a that was a downer. Yeah, to an otherwise uplifting film. Yeah, but it was it was it was uh, I like that they put it in there. I hope like they didn't they didn't steer away from it. I mean, I guess it, it just it just it just fits because of like you know. Yeah. Like that's the funny thing, right? We talk about how much flack video games have gotten in the past. You know, like like Grand Theft Auto. Like, oh, kids are just going out in the streets now and just thinking they need to do right. that. And like Mortal Kombat, how bloody it was back in the day. And then we try and talk about gun violence, like just like right. Most of the people who commit rights. gun violence aren't getting it from the game at all. They probably have never yeah, played the video like, game. I mean, maybe or maybe not, but like they have access to guns, so like it's just right. like, why do we always look at video games when the clear, like the actual gun itself is like the issue? Hmm. So, this I guess this was a good platform for that comment. I mean, they didn't they didn't they didn't preach on it, but it was there. It was noticeable. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so, how do we feel about this? Uh, what's his name? Uh Guy, buddy, and dude. How do we feel about dude and the the end, like one of the, the last fight scenes? It was weird, uh, but I, I really liked the whole the, the that, that whole sequence. That was. I mean, the the the, the blue shirt tattoo <laughs> on his chest because he's blue shirt. No, his blue shirt guy. Uh, guy is. And then, like, I guess the upgrade is is dude, and it's instead of a shirt, he's bare chested with like, a, a tattoo, tattoo of a blue shirt. Blue shirt. Did you notice I'm wearing a blue shirt in honor of this podcast? No. Yeah, baby themes, baby themes. Yeah, okay. Hashtag themes. Um, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. What did you like about this? Uh, <clears throat> I like the whole. Um, well, I like how they set it up too first because how um, Taika's kind of like, you know, says, "Hey, uh, we love Blue Guy. Let's let's put him in a new game. Let's get these guys who are old, clearly overworked and underpaid. Start building out this character, and then when he finally shows up, he's like this just ridiculously huge dude with a tiny head." <laughs> And you know, all he knows is violence. He he has no other real like uses, you know. Um, and then, you know, having um, guy fight him using all the different gadgets from different games. I mean, I mean, I, that so this is the games and movies. Yeah. I won't lie. I got the tingle when certain things happen, but yeah. then I'm objectively thinking about it. It's just like, okay, Disney bought this fucking Fox Entertainment in this movie, and then just threw in a bunch of stuff from yeah. the movies. Yeah. So I, again, that's why I'm on the fence. But like, yeah, I got that tingle when like he's about to get the with the super punch or whatever they called it from Dude, yeah. and he pulls out. Da, 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 what the. Da, the, what the shit? What the <laughs> he pulls shit? out the, the cap Captain shield. America's shield, and that's all. And that's all Chris Evans was in this movie for. Yeah, 
What He's just sitting shit. at a coffee shop watching the whole thing unfold on a laptop. And apparently, uh, Ryan Reynolds like heard he was filming in town, filming another movie in town, and like hit him up and like told him exactly what they wanted. And like he only had ten minutes. And they got him in there, shot the scene, and he left. Like That's that perfect. was it. <laughs> and then, uh, so he has Captain America's shield, and then he pulls out Incredible Hulk's fist and like knocks the dude out. So they pulled out all these references. Um, yeah. And then they pull out video game stuff. Like, what was the, what was the other one? There's uh, a gravity gun from something. Uh, I, don't, I forget where the gravity gun's from. Is that Fortnite? It might be Fortnite. Fortnite. I, I be honest, I've only played Fortnite once. I was killed, and then dude danced around me, and I left the game. Oh, what? Well, oh, there it is. No, uh, no. There's a rainbow smash pickaxe. Oh yeah, that's from Fortnite. Um, gravity gun is from Half Life Two. Oh, okay. Uh, and then what what, what? 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 other Disney property comes into this final fight scene? What was the the um, black black hole? What was the hole? The oh, there's a portal gun. Portal gun that uh, Millie uses earlier in the in the movie. Yeah. But there's another Disney property Wait, weapon you mean that the, shows up. Talking about the lightsabers. Yeah. Lightsabers. Yeah. Uh, so they're like, and everybody's like, is that, is that, <laughs> yeah, you know exactly what that should be. This is um, oh man, you know, in, in my haste, I, I skipped past a very important cameo. He shows up in the first scene, but then he has a, a expanded scene in the middle when Millie and the uh, guy are in some place trying to steal like a video. Hmm. A video file. What are you talking about? Tatum? Tatum? Yep. Channing. All I you know, you know why I skipped past it? Because in my notes, it's just dot, 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 Channing Tatum. <laughs> I didn't well, find anything else. I mean, he shows up in that first, that the, the, the opening scene, and then. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't have any lines. He's just kind of like, it's just voiced over by Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. This scene, like, he says stuff, and, like, he's supposed to be the avatar for this, like, nerdy kid which is the scene his mom is in the background i mean the whole scene is pretty funny yeah he was and like channing Taylor creepy will do anything he will do anything <laughs> like right she's pointing the gun at him and he's just like starts like putting his mouth over it like towards it i'm like okay it's so creepy uh, it's just says there's just so many things happening in that scene which i will not ruined by trying to quote here but people should just watch that scene if they don't need yeah he's definitely yeah he was definitely worth seeing in the oh the 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 end of that scene where he's like mom don't touch that sock i'm like that's my special sock sock. oh my i promise you will regret it (laughs) uh uh, oh and uh so that's his mom is tina fey he's like she keeps on interrupting or like vacuuming the background. He's like, God. And she goes, yeah. you're 22 in my house. There is no God. There is no God. <laughs> so that whole scene. And and that guy, the guy that plays that gamer and uh, wow, what's his name? Uh, you said his name earlier. Oh. Um, Hair guy. Oh, Joe Keery. Yeah, Joe Keery. They're, they're both, they both work at the video store and Stranger Things. Oh yeah, 
Oh, yeah. Well, he was, that, that dude was a perfect cast for that role. Yeah, but he's like 36 or something. He doesn't <laughs> look it, though. He look he looks like, well, even if he doesn't, I mean, gamers, you know, there's some gamers who are way older than they should be doing what they're doing, living in their parents' basement. Oh, and uh, he also has another Easter egg. He also has a, a Deadpool poster in the background on his wall of his room. Mm. The, the, the gun from Deadpool, Deadpool 2 was supposed to show up in the movie. The Cable's gun. But, um, oh, word. Yeah, word. That was, it was supposed to do it, and then uh, COVID hit, and they decided they not find the gun. They decided not to do it, I guess, because of the move. Both movies got pushed back. Okay. Oh my God, we we haven't even talked about music yet. Um, yeah. And in particular, one song is very important, integral to the film. Um, but it opens with when we're talking about Channing Tatum's character, like. In the opening scene, uh, Legends, Legends by yeah. AG. Mm. Um, I mean, I won't say the the lyrics are that inspiring, but it definitely brings the energy. Like coming into Free City and like all the action and explosions and stuff going on. Yeah. And then we get the the song comes comes in pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. Fantasy. Uh, yeah. All right, Carrie. Hmm. Um, I mean, so so well. You suggested this film, um, so was was soundtrack a key component of that suggestion? Yeah, I, I was. So the reason why is because it was on, it was on, and I was watching it. And as I'm sitting there watching it, I was like, hmm, "Soundtrack for this is actually pretty decent." So I looked it up online. I was like, "All right, it's not bad." I mean, the the songs aren't in there, like some of the songs aren't in there a lot. But they're in there more than some of the films we've done in the past. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of them are action songs. Yeah. Some of them are very random. Yeah. Uh, it's like fight scenes, but it's like love songs play, like make your own kind of music. <laughs> yeah, that's the million guy fight scene yeah. that I was talking about with Channing Tatum. Um, like I just so out of place. I, I will say my favorite, not my favorite song, my favorite use of a song in this film. It's only played for like a second, which is like two seconds. It's like a guy is. Uh, I don't know if he's like level trying to level up. Oh, and like he, he, he I don't know, he's in some action sequence and he jumps on like a wrecking ball and like. And uh, you have Miley Cyrus's, I came in like a wrecking ball. And it just stops. He's like, nope. Nope. Like, <laughs> I don't know if that was like, like this song is fucking overplayed. <laughs> I don't know if that was like the message you were supposed to get there, but I thought it was hilarious. Well, you can thank Ryan Reynolds, who's picked most of the songs off the, for the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm guessing they didn't have to pay for that one either. Yeah, probably not. Wow. Um, yeah. Not to mention, you know, we're talking about the the, the you know the, the music selection, but the I think the the, the the score was pretty seamless. Yeah, it was. I mean, obviously they pulled in like 
they pulled in Avengers and Star Wars, like other stuff, but to the point where like I didn't notice, like I wasn't noticing the score. Yep. But thinking back, I was like, I I feel like um, all the like emotional points were hit as I was watching the film, and that's why I say it's seamless. It's just it doesn't overpower. Yeah, and they, I mean, they pulled in some some stuff that was kind of obscure in a lot of ways too, like um, the theme song to Greatest American Hero, which. Yeah, going back to the music supervision. Yeah, it was just like... Believe it or not, by Joey Scarberry, which I don't think I've ever heard that name before in my life. Yeah, me either. Um, but uh, the, the usage of that song was interesting because, like, believe it or not, um, that's when Guy puts the glasses on Dude. Mm. And so, like, believe it or not, like, opening his eyes, like, believe it or not, like, this is reality kind of thing. So... I mean, I, I didn't look at the lyrics for that song, but I thought just the title itself made sense for that. And this Christoph Beck, I mean, he's done um, he's done a look him up. pretty decent stuff. A lot of big films. Um, Shazam. Shazam. Okay, right there. Uh, Christmas Chronicles 2. I don't know if you call that big, but... Oh, Ant-Man uh, Ant and the Wasp. Yeah. American Made, um, Hot Tub Time Machine Two. Oh, that's a, that's an important film in cinematic. Yeah, we got to see that. We got to do that one actually. Edge of Tomorrow. He did Edge of okay. Tomorrow. Yeah. Looks like it. Hangover Three, Two. Tower, tower, tower Heist. I mean, he's done a lot of just yeah, like date date night. That's, I mean, this is, this guy is like a sleeper. Yeah. He's just done a lot. Yeah. Never heard his name before. Yeah, me either. That's Garfield, bring it on. Yeah. The Muppets. Wow. I feel like I've been sleeping on this dude. Yeah. So I feel like we'll, we'll definitely, we, we'll probably cross his path at least another couple times based on the films that he's done so far. I tell you some of the songs, sorry, going back to the music supervision that I missed, mm. that I'm seeing in the, the list. Um, the Cheek to Cheek. Yeah. Fred oh, yeah. That was such a, like, I didn't recognize it until this time I last watched it. And I was like, that's an interesting choice to use for that scene. Yeah, her gadget room. Yeah. And also, I would have preferred if they used Louis Armstrong. And Ella Fitzgerald's version, mm. not Fred Astaire's. Um, can't take my eyes off of you, Frankie Valley. Yeah, I don't know what scene that was in. Ain't no stopping us now. Yeah, I, I, it says it was at the coffee shop when the NPCs are yeah. on strike, but I, I just missed it. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so I just want to mention those because I just didn't catch it. Um, mm. Do you? I, I, do you have any quotes or what the fuck moments that you wanted to uh, highlight? So there was one quote that um, I picked up toward the toward the end of the movie that um, was in that whole montage of like um, gamers 
talking about the NP NPCs and stuff. And it was the one who'd you say was uh, the shot the 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 um, silhouetted person talking on the screen? Was, uh, uh, John Krasinski. John Krasinski. He's like, I used to shoot the secondary characters all the time. Then I teabag them a little, little bit. <laughs> I'm like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, but you, but you see that earlier in the film, somebody like killed someone and then like just kind of squats over their head. Yeah, like, that was one. That, so that's one of my what the fuck moments. That's probably him. Yeah, I was like, what? Um, you know what's funny? I did not. I have one. I wrote down one what the fuck moment. I wrote down. I might. I probably should have written down written down more. But like, when guys like want to hear a joke to Millie and he starts saying like that like. A handicapped guy and a homosexual are trying to murder a small baby. I'm like, yeah. And then she cuts him off. Thank God. A cripple, so homosexual, and a man in a wheelchair are trying to murder a small, very small baby. And the cripple says to the homosexual, <laughs> "Yeah, I, wait, what? Thank God they didn't finish that." Which is actually the second time recently that we've done a movie that didn't finish with an unfinished joke. Yeah. There are people on that, Reddit uh, who are trying to complete the joke. Oh, come on. Seriously. No, that's how I found out about what the exact joke was. Like, what, there, some, there are people on there. Some, can someone complete the joke? Because I really want to know what the ending was. I'm like, what the? Oh, yeah, seriously? Oh, um, there was, what was the, uh, there was another, what the, oh, uh, when um, the first scene, the first scene with Guy in his apartment, it, it just was, I thought it was a what the fuck moment. As he's sitting in his apartment having breakfast while there's like a full out gun battle going on outside his window. I was like, damn, that's a fucked up world if you, if you have to live in that, man. You know, you were just describing that and I was like, I flashed to another movie, but then I couldn't remember what it was. I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of movies that that do that. Um, anyway, um, well, going going to quotes. I really liked um, when Buddy is getting beaten up by dude, and he's like, "He punches so hard, and yet his <laughs> hands are so soft." <laughs> yeah, that was a good. One. Definitely, uh, definitely a. a another Kevin Hart delivery there. What about the, um, in the beginning of the movie, like toward the beginning of the movie when um, he finally, uh, in that same scene, when in the bank where he gets the glasses for the first time and the two little girls are at home playing and she's like, he's just an NPC. Waste that motherfucker. <laughs> And then they flash yeah. back to her again, and she's like, I told you to smoke his ass. <laughs> I was just like, oh. Is that, is, is that, is that, that's the Rock's yeah. uh, user? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I, f I forgot to mention, well, we mentioned a couple of, like, the video game references in this. Mm. Uh, we mentioned, like, Mega Man's Mega Blaster. Um one of the robbers apparently has a biohazard and RPG symbols from Resident Evil. Oh. Um, 
The tanks in the streets are from Halo, which I mentioned. Millie has a N7 sticker on her laptop from Mass Effect. I, I'm sure there's a lot of gamers that know it's what I'm saying. Yeah, right I know now. Mass Effect. I haven't played it, but I know what it is. And then Millie's character carries a red Atari bag at one point. So, hmm. so I'm like, these things are peppered in there, and like you know, we've talked about a lot of references and Easter eggs. So. It's kind of like Super Mario Brothers. Unless you played it, you probably wouldn't well, catch yeah. up a lot of these. And we and we did and we did that movie recently and yeah mentioned a lot of those Easter eggs, but at least those were specific to Mario Brothers. Yeah. Whereas this movie just pulls shit from everywhere. Yeah, it's uh, it's almost overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, I wonder like if they do a second one. You know, like how? Well, I guess there's so many games. I guess that you know they're they'll have no problem coming up with some new um, Easter eggs. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, that's that's another. I'm going to ask that question later. Um, but also, man, I, I gave this movie a rating before we started, and like, no, oh. I think I have to change it. But another thing, another thing I didn't like was. The whole realization when she's talking, when Millie's talking to the guy in the game, and he and I mentioned like he says like, I know I'm programmed to love you, but like someone wrote that, so I'm like a love letter to you. And then she realizes it, and she goes chases down keys, and then they kiss. Like I just, I was just like I I I, I rolled. It's like oh, it's just so cheesy and like. I think they were running out of road, and they had to wrap it up somehow. So, yeah, but like they, they, that was just unnecessary. I don't think they needed that at all. Or maybe I don't know. Or like they could have just had that conversation with with Guy, and then that like and then her realization be the end of it. Like, like she didn't need to run back and find him and then kiss in the middle of the street. Like if it was in the game, uh, then I would have been happy with him getting hit by a car at that point. Yeah. Um, like oh, the final kiss. <laughs> yes. But unfortunately, it was real life, so we didn't want that happening, did we? Did we? No. Yeah, no? Okay. Anyway. Um, anyway, the end. Um, do you want to move to our final questions? Sure. Because I, I got another curveball for you. Oh, boy. We're going to do our we're gonna do our actors' questions. Yeah. Uh, do one we've done before, and then another one because i really want to see your opinion on if michelle yo could be in this film what character would she make it better oh that's a, that's the question mm-hmm. uh well i mean she could they could have brought in a character from mortal Kombat. that would have been kind of dope um otherwise um actually I would have liked to have seen her play um um Taika's role. I would have liked to have seen her do something new. And we always say she can do pretty much anything. I would have loved to have seen her be the person and the be the bad guy in this movie. Well, again, my, my answer is always yes. I think she yeah she can do anything and yeah she definitely could have done like his role uh, yeah definitely um, I I think she could have done Millie's role now obviously 
maybe it's a younger. Oh, you talking about a younger Michelle Yeoh? A younger Michelle Yeoh. Um, but like, I mean, the fight scenes, we know she's got down. Um, and mm. I, I think those fight scenes are even more entertaining with her in that role. And then I think she, she could have done all the other things as well. So Interesting. Um, but my, I mean, listen, I, I also want to mention uh, everything, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Is, I mean, I'm not saying it's the same movie, but like her role in that, like a very quirky movie where she's doing martial arts and fighting and stuff like that. And then able to also include her acting abilities. I'm just saying, could have been done here. Mm. Um, okay. Here's my other one. Jim Carrey. Could he be in this movie in what role? Jim Carrey? Yes. Well, to go back to your um, inquiry about Kevin Hart, I'd have to say the same thing about Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey would be... I mean, he could probably be in this movie, but... I think then it turns into a different thing because he's such a strong personality that, like, I don't know where where you would where are you fitting him. Um, I mean, well, you're that, putting that him in guy's role. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Maybe the Truman Show dude, the Truman Show Jim Carrey, maybe. That's what I'm saying. Maybe. And like some, certain certain, certain ways that Ryan Reynolds said some of the lines, like, it's a lie, like felt very Jim Carrey. Like, Officer Johnny, like felt very Jim yeah. Carrey. So like, he was I, and like again, and, they're, and they're both to the, you know, in, in respect of like, quippy, quick talking and like funny guys, I think they're both in the same vein. So I definitely think a younger Jim Carrey could have been this. Like now he we don't get the action scenes. Right. <laughs> it's a different movie right. a little bit, but Yeah, but he got away with it in um in uh, a couple other movies where he didn't like the the, the mask and stuff where he, it was kind of physical as well. So I think they could have gotten around that. Um, okay. So I hope you prepare for this today. Oh is there an Eric Clapton song you can think of that would fit into this <sighs> soundtrack? Um, be honest, I think, um, I think, uh, our original song probably would fit in this movie. Um, when his buddy gets I don't know what you call him, not kill because he's not alive. But when Buddy goes away on the bridge, I think it could be played there. Yeah. Um, maybe it might it might uh it might stall the momentum of that scene. Yeah. Um, Only has a play for a few minutes. Uh, I, I was thinking. Uh, this has been used in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, or no, I think it was um, Infinity War with the scene where the Guardians first show up. Uh, Dear Mr. Fantasy. Oh, Dear Mr. Fantasy. I feel like 
because they use certain songs that are like don't fit the action that's happening in the scene yeah. i feel like this could have fit with him when he's like leveling up or something or he's trying to be the good guy and saving people and all that stuff i think you could have used that in, in that scene probably could have fit in, uh, also so. in that scene when uh when they were chasing him up up the building in that um with the rabbit and the cop um yeah when the whole building starts to transform and all that that would have been kind yeah. of dope uh, okay, so should they make a sequel of this film? Yep, absolutely. I, although you're not, you're not sequeled out at this stage. No, well, it's like Taika said. All they care about is IP sequels. <laughs> right, that doesn't that doesn't mean it should it should be done. No, I I definitely want to see a sequel, but I fear that it. It's not going to be good because where like what's the like what's the next challenge, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, that that's that's the that's essentially part of the question is like what part of the story hasn't been told that we want to hear? If well, it's I just, know where they're going. To add more, is it just to add more references to video games and movies and music that like Disney own, or is there actual story to be said, like to be told? So if there's not, I don't want to see another movie, right? I think the next challenge for them will be to bring Guy into the real world. That's what they'll try to do. Because that's a Disney trope that they do all the time. Right. But if it's done all the time, why do we need to do it again? Like That's what I'm saying. Right? Well, it doesn't mean it was... Is there, is, there, is there an original story that can be told from this? Because for the most part, like the idea was pretty original. Ooh. What if, what if for some reason... Guy turns bad. I mean, well, then we're going back in like Terminator and like no, we, and make the Matrix and AI. We're doing Tron all like over that. again. <laughs> so, anyway, as you can see, my answer is no. Like this, this movie feels like it has closure in the end. I'm like, really fearful for what your rating is on this movie. I already, I bet I know what it is, but. I'm still comp computing that I, in my head. How many times um, have you seen this movie? This is the second time. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, all right, so what's your favorite song, and what's the song you think encompasses the story? My favorite song... Um, Wrecking Ball. Yeah, no. Probably Ain't No Stopping Us Now, McFadden and Whitehead. Because that was like a you know, bopping thing. And it was cool because like all the NPC characters are in the shop and partying and making lattes and stuff. So it was kind of cool. Um, but I think um, the movie, the, the song that is kind of like, not, I mean, none of them really fit the movie per se. Um but I think probably the the song the song of the movie to me obviously is fantasy. I mean, it's like it's the first song I think of when I think of Free God. So yeah, that's that's both my favorite and the song I think encompasses it. Um, man, it's just such a classic from at least my formative years. Um, and like you know the fact that. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds was just like listening to it. He's like, 
oh, this would be good for the movie. And like that stuck with him. Um, and then how they, how it ties in, you know, fantasy, fantasy world to that kind of idea of the movie. And then also how they tied it into the love story of uh, Millie and the, I think Keys says this, like the girl that is always, is always humming fantasy for some strange reason. So it's a song that she really loved in the movie, the character really loved. And so I think on many levels, it really worked with the film. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, that seems like a no brainer, but I'm glad they didn't just play the song and they, there was levels to why it was in there. So yeah, that was good. Yeah. All right. So, so what, what, what are we rating this film out of 10, sir? You, you tell me you're rating and what you think I'm going to rate it. <laughs> so, uh, my reading for this, I'll be honest, I like this movie a, a lot. Like, uh, I like this movie. It's, I just think sometimes it's okay to have a movie that you don't have to think too much about. and It's just entertainment and it's just fun. Like, I think Super Mario Brothers is kind of like that as well. And, um, so I, I give this movie a seven and a half. I'll give it a seven and a half. I would give it an eight, but um, to your point, I think there's like if there's going to be a second movie to this, I don't know if there's enough meat on the bone. And if there's not enough meat on the bone, it's because this movie did it all already. So it's really, that's all you need to say. Huh. Okay. Oh, and this what is you not mean? a ninety. Do you want me? To, do you want me to tell you what you're going to give it? I'm I'm already in a groove. Um, All right, go ahead. This is not a this is this is not a ninety four percent film as the audience has given it on IMD on a uh, Rotten Tomatoes. And it's been two years since it came out, so there's been time for for some kind of leveling off. I don't know why it hasn't happened. Eighty um, percent from the critics. I initially put eight down for this. Um, like I said, I, I have to like, may have to adjust. So higher than you, when I initially put down a, a rate, a ranking for it, mm. um, I, I really have to think through it. Like the heavy use of pop culture was again, annoying to me. And you know, I'm a big supporter of Disney and Disney plus, but like, yes, sir. It just seemed like this was clearly not the same movie when Fox entertainment started production to one Disney finished production. So like, they inserted all of this stuff of their IP into the thing, which for me devalues it. So, I mean, maybe I'll sit at 7.5. I, I like Ryan Reynolds. Uh, I liked, um, I liked a lot of the performances. Yo, this is so, getting again, become an annoying little habit on the show. Suddenly. It's fine. This means you're, you're right. More you're getting right more of the time now. Whatever. Congratulations. Whatever. <laughs> and, and honestly, seven point five. I feel like, I feel like it could be lower, but I'm, I'm gonna be nice. Just, I just think from ten to about eight should be reserved for day killers. And well, you said you, well, some day killers aren't necessarily good. No, no, <laughs> right. So, but but that's a, so you said. Um, a movie you don't have to think about. This is not a day killer for you. 
No. No. It's close. It is close. And there are scenes. I think if it was shorter, it would be a day killer. There are scenes that, that, like, if it, that I'd want to see over again. But I wouldn't want to – there are pieces – of it, then I'm just like, nah, I don't need to. Like, I don't like you said. I don't need to see the um, her run after him and kiss kiss thing at the end. I don't need to see that part. I don't need to see a few other pieces of the puzzle. But um, the, the Channing Tatum interaction with with him, yes, and um, the scene with um, the the gamer and his mom, yes. Um, those are all good good things. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's definitely positives to the film. Definitely entertaining. I, I wasn't dreading watching it a second time by any means. Just right as I was right. watching the second time for like with a critical eye. You know, these are the things that I saw. Well, I've seen this probably like five times already. Hell's wrong with you? you? Sure, it's not a life killer. No, well, I saw it twice in the theaters. So, because I wasn't the first time I went to see it, to be honest, I wasn't sure if I liked it. So I waited a couple of weeks and I went back to see it again. And I was like, all right, yeah, it's pretty good. It's not bad. I feel like that. I feel like that should drop a half a point right there if you weren't sure the first well, time. That's my. That's why I didn't get an eight. So, okay. otherwise, all right. Well, what's what's what you got coming coming up, man? Um, right, now. We have two podcasts next week. Yeah. So it's going to be a busy week for us. We have a couple of podcasts next week. Um, what are we doing? 500 Days of Summer. And. Um, uh, is, no, no. We didn't. Do we have a guest for that? I don't know. Oh, no, no. 500 Days of Summer is, is in two weeks. Two weeks, right? Um, next week we're doing Love and Basketball. Love and Basketball. And Singing in the Rain. Yeah. Woo! You finally get finally. to see your singing in the rain. Best be excited, bro. Yeah, I'm re- classic. Really excited. Really excited. It's, it's an amazing film, bro. Yeah, I know. It's really exciting. Um, you don't have to be on this. The podcast. Then, whatever. You just set up, set up the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I have, I have a couple podcasts coming up too as well for. Um, 12 million, and um, so be in between today and the end of the month, I think there's like six or seven podcasts being done, so that should be fun. Quite, what about yourself? Uh, just uh, got some time almost two months to my next show, November 17th. Uh, Time has been moved from seven to six forty-five, uh, and that's going to be at the Delancey. So, fifteen minutes. Yeah, something to do with uh, the venue starting their DJ sets later. Oh, so they have to move us earlier so that they can get started on time. I mean, whatever. Six forty-five. It's fine. Don't care. Yeah. Finish earlier. Start drinking earlier. Woo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, that'd be good, you know. You gonna try to do anything in December, or is November gonna be it? Uh, I 
I'll try. I'll try and do something in early mid December before a holiday. Well, holiday parties are already in effect, and before people head out for the holidays. Yeah. See, see if I can squeeze something in there. Start doing holiday there. parties in about six weeks. Well, we gotta do our Halloween parties. Or we gotta do our Thanksgiving parties. Or then we gotta do our Christmas parties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Well. All right. Well, this was right. this was the thing out of the way, and so we'll have more coming, more coming, more dropping, more stuff, more more content. So, you, everybody, keep uh, following us at the trackless podcasts on instagram and facebook and um you can follow chris at chris saunders underscore music and me the darren jenkins and uh the yes yeah, darren jenkins yeah the, there's only one yeah you got got you know kind of kind of rolling over the the, the darren jenkins the darren jenkins make sure people hear yeah right? the darren jenkins whatever um and, and if you follow all of us or any one of us, we're always posting you know, the latest episodes that are up. So yes, sir. You'll, you'll know when, that's, when that comes out. Yes, sir. Oh, they'll be dropping on Tuesdays. Tuesdays, Tuesday mornings. You'll you should be expecting presents. Presents. So our next Owl one, presents. our next one to drop, I believe, is um. What was the last time? Breakfast Club? I think so. Yeah, Breakfast Club. Cool. All right. Until then, I am Darren Jenkins. I'm Chris Saunders. And this was The Track Track You slow, man. Slowly blows up, man. Be safe, everyone. Talk to you soon.